PTJ podcasts are made possible by the American Physical Therapy Association. This podcast is sponsored by Preferred Therapy Providers, Inc. Preferred Therapy Providers, Inc., the nation's largest centrally managed network of private practitioners, turning challenges into success together. For more information, visit www.preferredtherapy.com. Welcome to this PTJ podcast. PTJ is the official publication of the American Physical Therapy Association. PTJ disseminates basic and applied science related to physical therapy, contributes evidence to guide clinical decision-making, and publishes scholarly perspectives from around the world. And now, your host, Donovan Stutel. Welcome to part two of PTJ's Audio Abstracts podcast for May 2011. This month's issue features the Special Issue on Psychologically Informed Practice. The special issue is introduced by editorials by Editor-in-Chief Dr. Rebecca Craik and by Special Issue Editors Dr. Chris Main and Dr. Stephen George. An audio and video podcast of the Enhancing Clinical Practice Through Psychosocial Perspectives in the Management of Low Back Pain Symposium, recorded at APTA's Combined Sections Meeting in New Orleans, is available online with the special issue for members and subscribers. The articles in the special issue focus on Impact of Psychological Factors in the Experience of Pain, Psychosocial Influences on Low Back Pain, Disability, and Response to Treatment, the START Back Screening Tool, and Low Back Pain, Early Identification and Management of Psychosocial Risk Factors in Patients with Low Back Pain, Pain Catastrophizing, Depressed Mood, and Outcomes in Physical Therapy Treatments, Psychologically Informed Interventions for Low Back Pain. Addressing Occupational Factors in the Management of Low Back Pain. Embedding Psychosocial Perspectives Within Clinical Management of Low Back Pain. Biopsychosocial Treatment and Outcomes in Patients. And Psychologically Informed Practice for Management of Low Back Pain. First in the special issue, Impact of Psychological Factors in the Experience of Pain by Dr. Stephen Linton and Dr. William Shaw. This abstract is presented by Dave Corvoisier. This article reviews the role of psychological factors in the development of persistent pain and disability, with a focus on how basic psychological processes have been incorporated into theoretical models that have implications for physical therapy. To this end, the key psychological factors associated with the experience of pain are summarized and an overview of how they have been integrated into the major models of pain and disability in the scientific literature is presented. Pain has clear emotional and behavioral consequences that influence the development of persistent problems and the outcome of treatment. Yet, these psychological factors are not routinely assessed in physical therapy clinics, nor are they sufficiently utilized to enhance treatment. Based on a review of the scientific evidence, a set of ten principles that have likely implications for clinical practice is offered. Because psychological processes have an influence on both the experience of pain and the treatment outcome, The integration of psychological principles into physical therapy treatment would seem to have potential to enhance outcomes. Lead author Dr. Stephen Linton is professor of clinical psychology at the Center for Health and Medical Psychology in the School of Law, Psychology, and Social Work at Örebro University in Örebro, Sweden. Next, 
Psychosocial Influences on Low Back Pain, Disability, and Response to Treatment by Dr. Jonathan Hill and Dr. Julie Fritz. Evidence suggests that psychosocial factors have an influence on the outcome of physical therapy treatment and that the extent of their influence differs considerably among patients. As a consequence, substantial research efforts are focused on developing new clinical tools designed to identify and highlight when psychosocial factors are present at a level relevant to decision-making. The conceptual differences in the ways that psychosocial factors influence outcome are described, structured around three common research terms. One, prognostic factors. Two, treatment effect modifiers or moderators. And three, treatment mediators. Prognostic factors are those characteristics that help estimate a patient's likely outcome irrespective of the chosen management. Treatment effect modifiers or moderators are factors measured at baseline that influence the relationship between a specific intervention and outcome. Treatment mediators are factors that have an intermediary role in the link between treatment and outcome. How these different influences on outcome can be translated into useful and complementary tools that aim to reduce treatment variability in clinical practice is described. One approach is to use prognostic factors to develop screening tools that identify an individual's risk status, typically based on predictive psychosocial factors such as catastrophizing and depression. Another approach is to identify specific treatment effect modifiers to derive treatment decision aids or prediction rules to help match a patient's characteristics to the interventions available. A third approach is to use treatment mediators, such as self-efficacy, to develop monitoring tools to inform the clinician about which aspects of treatment to strengthen. Lead author Dr. Jonathan Hill is Lecturer in Physiotherapy at the Arthritis Research UK Primary Care Centre at Keele University in Keele, United Kingdom. Next, relationship between categorization with the START-BAC screening tool and prognosis for people receiving physical therapy for low back pain by Dr. Julie Fritz, Dr. Jason Benichek, and Dr. Stephen George. The START back screening tool was recently developed for primary care providers to use as a screening tool for subgrouping people with low back pain on the basis of modifiable prognostic factors. The use of the START back screening tool in physical therapy has not been described. The aims of this prospective case series were 1. To describe the use of the START back screening tool in people receiving physical therapy for low back pain and 2. To describe patterns of change in clinical outcomes across the episode of care and among START back screening tool categories. A total of 214 patients receiving physical therapy for low back pain were administered the START back screening tool at the initial evaluation. Treatment was at the physical therapist's discretion. Clinical outcomes included pain intensity and disability scores collected at each session. Descriptive statistics were calculated and baseline characteristics among start back screening tool categories were compared. Hierarchical linear mixed models were used to examine patterns of change in predicted outcomes across the episode of care. The patient's mean age was 44 years and 56.5% were women. 
The START backscreening tool categorized 33% of the patients as being at low risk, 48% as being at medium risk, and 19% as being at high risk. The high-risk category corresponded to the highest initial pain intensity and disability scores. The low-risk category corresponded to the lowest initial pain intensity and disability scores. Linear mixed models indicated different patterns of change in outcome scores for pain intensity and disability among start backscreening tool categories. Relative to the low-risk category, the high-risk category had larger improvements in predicted outcomes, and the medium-risk category had similar improvements in predicted outcomes. The study had the following limitations. The START backscreening tool was not administered to 24% of eligible patients, and the timing of follow-up assessments was variable. The START backscreening tool may provide important prognostic information for physical therapists. This article is the subject of an invited commentary by Dr. Jonathan Hill and Dr. Elaine Hay. Lead author Dr. Julie Fritz is Associate Professor in the Department of Physical Therapy at the University of Utah and is Clinical Outcomes Research Scientist at Intermountain Healthcare, both in Salt Lake City, Utah. Early Identification and Management of Psychological Risk Factors, Yellow Flags, in Patients with Low Back Pain, a Reappraisal, by Dr. Michael Nicholas, Dr. Stephen Linton, Dr. Paul Watson, Dr. Chris Main, and the Decade of the Flags Working Group. Originally, the term yellow flags was used to describe psychosocial prognostic factors for the development of disability following the onset of musculoskeletal pain. The identification of yellow flags through early screening was expected to prompt the application of intervention guidelines to achieve secondary prevention. In recent conceptualizations of yellow flags, it has been suggested that their range of applicability should be confined primarily to psychological risk factors to differentiate them from other risk factors, such as social and environmental variables. This article addresses two specific questions that arise from this development. One, can yellow flags influence outcomes in people with acute or subacute low back pain? And two, can yellow flags be targeted in interventions to produce better outcomes? Consistent evidence has been found to support the role of various psychological factors in prognosis, although questions remain about which factors are the most important, both individually and in combination, and how they affect outcomes. Published early interventions have reported mixed results, but overall, the evidence suggests that targeting yellow flags, particularly when they are at high levels, does seem to lead to more consistently positive results than either ignoring them or providing omnibus interventions to people regardless of psychological risk factors. Psychological risk factors for poor prognosis can be identified clinically and addressed within interventions but questions remain in relation to issues such as timing, necessary skills, content of treatments, and context. 
In addition, there is still a need to elucidate mechanisms of change and better integrate this understanding into the broader context of secondary prevention of chronic pain and disability. Lead author Dr. Michael Nicholas is Associate Professor at the Pain Management Research Institute, University of Sydney, at Royal North Shore Hospital in St. Leonard's, New South Wales, Australia. Next, relationship among pain catastrophizing, depressed mood, and outcomes across physical therapy treatments by Sophia Berbohm, Dr. Katya Borsma, Dr. Tomas Overmeer, and Dr. Stephen Linton. Pain catastrophizing and emotional distress can act as prognostic factors for pain and disability. Research on how these variables interact within individuals and over time is in an early stage. Understanding various patterns of prognostic factors and how these factors change during treatment is important for developing treatments targeting important factors. The primary aim of this study was to investigate relationships between pain catastrophizing and depressed mood in people seeking primary care for musculoskeletal pain. An additional aim was to relate these patterns of prognostic factors to outcomes during a six-month period. The study design was prospective and data were obtained at baseline and at follow-up. Forty-two physical therapists taking part in an educational program recruited from their clinical practices in primary care consecutive patients who were currently experiencing a pain problem. Patients received various physical therapy interventions between baseline and follow-up. On the basis of patterns of scoring for pain catastrophizing and depressed mood, four subgroups of participants were found. Belonging to a subgroup with elevated levels of either pain catastrophizing or depressed mood at baseline was related to the absence of improvement and elevated levels of disability after physical therapy interventions. Furthermore, Elevated levels of both variables were related to the highest levels of disability. This study had the following limitations. The analyses relied on self-report. Neither treatment content nor pain-related fear was measured. And the sample was a mixture of participants reporting acute pain and subacute pain. The results stressed the importance of assessing and targeting prognostic factors. Moreover, the results suggest the need to tailor treatments to match patterns of prognostic factors and the need to target depressed mood and pain catastrophizing in physical therapy interventions. Lead author Sophia Berbohm is a licensed clinical psychologist at the Center for Health and Medical Psychology in the School of Law, Psychology, and Social Work at Örebro University in Örebro, Sweden. Next, psychologically informed interventions for low back pain, an update for physical therapists by Dr. Michael Nicholas and Dr. Stephen George. A central theme of current evidence-based guidelines for managing low back pain is endorsement of the resumption of activities despite the presence of pain. This task can be challenging for both therapists and patients, and there are many essentially psychological obstacles to implementing the guidelines. These obstacles can be overcome by knowing how to recognize potential psychological obstacles and understanding the options for managing psychological obstacles in combination with activity-based interventions. This article is intended to address these tasks by explaining and describing the application of empirically-based psychological principles and strategic clinical reasoning.
Importantly, the roles of skills in assessment, treatment planning, and communication with patients are identified as essential but feasible skills for physical therapists to acquire with appropriate training. Lead author Dr. Michael Nicholas is Associate Professor at the Pain Management Research Institute, University of Sydney, at Royal North Shore Hospital in St. Leonard's, New South Wales, Australia. Next, addressing occupational factors in the management of low back pain, implications for physical therapist practice, by Dr. William Shaw, Dr. Chris Main, and Dr. Venerina Johnston. There is mounting evidence that occupational factors influence the extent of sickness absence following an episode of low back pain, but there have been limited efforts to integrate the identification and management of occupational factors into the routine practice of physical therapists. Systematic reviews suggest that the following are significant barriers to returning to work. A client's report of heavy physical demands, inability to modify job tasks, work stress, lack of organizational support, job dissatisfaction, poor expectations for resuming usual work, and fear of re-injury. Recommended strategies for evaluating and addressing occupational factors are explored with respect to the physical therapist's role in client assessment, development of activity and lifestyle recommendations, therapeutic exercise, communication with other providers, and summary reports. Primary recommendations include 1. Administration of self-report questionnaires to assess a client's perspective of physical job demands. 2. Client-centered interviewing to highlight individual return-to-work concerns. 3. Early discussions with clients about possible job modifications. And 4. Incorporation of clients' workplace concerns in progress reports and summaries. These strategies may improve low back pain outcomes by encouraging effective communication with key stakeholders and by developing clients' ability to resolve obstacles to returning to work. Lead author Dr. William Shaw is Principal Research Scientist at the Center for Disability Research at the Liberty Mutual Research Institute for Safety in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. Embedding Psychosocial Perspectives Within Clinical Management of Low Back Pain Integration of Psychosocially Informed Management Principles into Physical Therapist Practice Challenges and Opportunities by Dr. Nadine Foster and Dr. Anthony DeLito As the biopsychosocial model of health has become increasingly understood, it has become clear that there are complex interdependent relationships between the physical and biomedical features of low back pain and the psychological and social factors that present concomitantly. Epidemiological studies have not only highlighted that psychological and social factors are associated with back pain and disability, but also have shed light on the way in which these factors serve as prognostic indicators, or obstacles to recovery, predicting which patients will have a poor prognosis. Integrating the assessment of these obstacles to recovery into physical therapist practice and using this information to guide clinical decision-making have the potential to improve the quality of care offered by physical therapists by 1. 
improving the targeting of treatments to individuals, and 2. Enhancing the therapist-patient relationship and adherence to management advice and treatment programs. In turn, such approaches may improve both patients' clinical outcomes and the efficiency and effectiveness of service provision, helping direct interventions to those who need them. This article summarizes the key challenges to embedding psychosocial perspectives within physical therapist practice for patients with low back pain and the opportunities that could be realized by doing so and highlights new developments in research, clinical practice, and education that are shaping future directions in this field. Lead author Dr. Nadine Foster is Professor of Musculoskeletal Health in Primary Care at the Arthritis Research UK Primary Care Center at Keele University in Keele, United Kingdom. Next, does teaching physical therapists to deliver a biopsychosocial treatment program result in better patient outcomes? A randomized controlled trial by Dr. Tomas Overmeer, Dr. Katja Borsma, Dr. Eva Dennison, and Dr. Stephen Linton. Psychosocial prognostic factors are important in the development of chronic pain, but treatment providers often lack knowledge and skills to assess and address these risk factors. The aim of this randomized controlled trial was to examine the effects on pain and disability outcomes in patients of a course about psychosocial prognostic factors for physical therapists. The setting was primary care practice. 42 primary care physical therapists attended an eight-day university course over eight weeks that aimed at identifying and addressing psychosocial risk factors. The physical therapists were randomly assigned to either the course or a waiting list. They treated consecutive patients with acute and subacute musculoskeletal pain both before and after the course. The authors measured physical therapists' attitudes and beliefs about psychosocial factors, knowledge, and skills before and after the course, and they measured patients' pain, disability, catastrophizing, and mood at the start of treatment and at a six-month follow-up. Pain and disability outcomes in all patients of physical therapists who had participated in the course or in patients at risk of developing long-term disability who had higher levels of catastrophizing or depression were not significantly different from those in patients of physical therapists who had not participated in the course. Pain and disability outcomes in patients with a low risk of developing long-term disability and pain outcomes in patients with a high risk of developing long-term disability were not dependent upon whether the attitudes and beliefs of their physical therapists changed during the course. However, disability outcomes in patients with a high risk of developing long-term disability may have been influenced by whether the attitudes and beliefs of their physical therapists changed. A limitation of this study was that the actual practice behavior was not measured. An eight-day university course for physical therapists did not improve outcomes in a group of patients as a whole or in patients with a risk of developing long-term disability. However, patients who had a risk of developing long-term disability and had higher levels of catastrophizing or depression may have shown greater reductions in disability if the attitudes and beliefs of their physical therapists changed during the course. Lead author Dr. Tomas Overmeer is ergonomist physical therapist in the Department of Occupational and Environmental Medicine at the Urubru University Hospital and 
is a researcher at the Center for Health and Medical Psychology at Örebro University, both in Örebro, Sweden. Last in the special issue, Psychologically Informed Practice for Management of Low Back Pain, Future Directions in Practice and Research, by Dr. Chris Main and Dr. Stephen George. In this perspective article, a number of conclusions and recommendations are offered based on the articles in this special issue of PTJ. In this special issue, a new approach to physical therapy termed psychologically informed practice is offered as a middle way between narrowly focused standard physical therapist practice based on biomedical principles and the more cognitive behavioral approaches developed originally for the treatment of mental illness. This new approach uses the FLAGS framework with psychologically informed practice requiring routine and specific consideration of yellow flags and blue flags depending on clinical setting for determining risk of poor outcome and identifying the potential for treatment modification but with cognizance of the overall environment or context in which the clinician must operate. This context includes professional culture, healthcare policy, and insurance reimbursement, which may be potential black flags. The primary goal of this approach is to prevent the development of unnecessary pain-associated activity limitations. The approach is based on the identification of normal psychological processes that affect the perception of pain and the response to it as an expected and normal part of the musculoskeletal pain experience and that are potentially modifiable. The potential for linking risk identification with targeted treatment has been discussed. This article focuses on the potential implications for training and implementation, drawing on experience in developing training programs in which the trainees have welcomed this new approach, viewing it as a helpful extension of their basic professional training. Indeed, this new approach can be viewed as evolutionary rather than revolutionary in that it builds upon the established professional expertise of physical therapists but incorporates systematic attention to the psychosocial factors that are associated with outcome of treatment. Dr. Chris Main and Dr. Stephen George were co-editors of PTJ's special issue on psychologically informed practice. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Science Audio, online at www.scienceaudio.net. We always appreciate your feedback. You can email ptj at scienceaudio.net or leave a voicemail at 626-593-7825.